There's got to be an explanation to all these UFO sightings, right? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. This is the Tom Bernard Morning Show. The Tom Bernard Morning Show. Streamed every morning on the Tom Bernard Show app and anytime on demand wherever you get your podcasts. We are back, ladies and gentlemen. Joe Gatto will join us in a couple of minutes. And by the way, I'm looking for uh, Michael Bryant to call in today to talk about some stuff that's going on. And I went, gee, I wonder why he hasn't called in yet. Because I replied to him, sounds good. Hey, you want me to come on and talk about it? I replied, sounds good. I never sent the message. Oh. It was one of those deals I was so damn tired when I got home last night, I forgot to send the message to him. So oh. I just messaged Michael Bryant so he might be able to call in after 9 o'clock. That'd be great. I know that feeling. I don't know how many times. <laughs> God. It's like a real problem where what I'll be fool. like, why didn't Michelle text me back? Like, we were setting this up for yeah, lunch today. Yeah. And then I'm like, yep. I never sent that message. Why? I know I was really, really tired. But still, how the hell do you not just hit the little arrow? Yeah. It's not that hard. That's rough. Life's a bitch. What are you going to do? Life's a bitch. And then I guess you die. So there's that. I don't know if I ever will die. I'm not I've been waiting. I've been waiting for a while. Oh, Raging Bull. For me Bull. to die? Yeah, for you to die. Oh, it was Raging Bull. That's exactly Raging what it Bull was. Raging Bull was the movie Greg wrote that he in. He ain't pretty no more. <laughs> it was Raging Bull. You're yes, absolutely yeah, right. Yeah. Thank you for that. Not a problem. Our listeners are great. They're good at uh, sending stuff. I uh, read something that is making me a little nervous about getting older. Okay. Uh, the medium age in the U.S. is now... Median. Median. I'm oh, sorry. <laughs> the average. How about this? The average there you age. Go, the average age. In the U.S. is now 39 years old. The oldest it's ever been. The median age of an American is 39? Yeah. Really? I and, didn't know it was that old. A new census report that the median age of the U.S. hit a new all-time high last year, 38.9 years old. And back in 2000, it was 35. In 1980, it was 30. That's amazing. Yeah, it's partly because we're living longer, but mainly because no one's having kids. Birth rates have been falling since the Great Recession in 2007, and the pandemic didn't help. There you have it. Uh, Michael Bryant said he'll call in just after just after 9 o'clock, so that'll be good. Perfect. Or about 5 after 9, something like that. N- nothing from Joey Gatto yet? No, I, uh, I did get a call. It was from Michael Bryant, though, and I said, hey, Mike, we need the line. So uh, he's going to be calling back here very shortly, but it looks like we'll have Joe Gatto on here in like 30 seconds. All right. Excellent. Looking forward to that. That'll be good. So median age is 39. So people are just not having children anymore. Yeah. I think it's that combination of people living longer. And then they said the main thing is that you're not having as many kids. So um, that brings down the or brings up the median age. Here you have it, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, speaking of ladies and gentlemen, December 9th, Minneapolis State Theater. Joe Gatto will be w- there, and he's with us now. How are you doing, sir? 
So very good. How are you? Magnificent, but I gotta get I gotta I gotta ask you for a favor, okay? Would you do me a favor? <laughs> Here we go. What's what's that? No, it's a good favor. Um I grew up a nice Catholic boy, okay? Went to Catholic school the whole time I was a little yep. kid, all the rest of it. No, me too. Okay. So uh, being a Catholic, I went to school with a lot of Italians and a lot of Spanish people, you know, Mexican or Puerto Rican or whatever, right? You're the first person okay. I've ever had to call Joe in my life. It's always been Joey. I'm just telling you. <laughs> <laughs> my family calls me Joey because my dad's name was Joe. There so you, my, yeah. my, and all my nieces and nephews call me Uncle Joey. Yeah, yeah, it's funny. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Joe, that's it. I mean, I looked at them and went, I can't call him Joe. I've never said the word no. Joe. Call, call me Joey. It's fine. I'll be all Trust me. <laughs> Joey Gatto, ladies and gentlemen, born in Staten Island, New York, uh, USA producer, actor, known, of course, for Impractical Joker. I cannot believe you guys have been on the air for, what, 12, 13 years now? 74 years, yeah. It's 74 <laughs> years. It's been 74 years. God, you look good. I'm looking at your uh, picture. Not bad, right? It's funny because if you watch like the earlier episodes, you get to see me age disgracefully. <laughs> nice. <laughs> nice. That's exactly it. Yeah, Joe uh, has a, uh, a fall tour from September through December. December 9th will be the date in Minneapolis. The lovely. Have you ever played this? You've played the State Theater before, haven't you, Joey? Yeah, yeah. We, back in the day, I, I, played, I, thought so, I mean, yeah. I love Minneapolis. It's so much. Uh, what, a, what a great city. I always have fun there because, uh, you know, it's, it's good energy there. And then there's a lot of fans there. So when we walk oh, yeah. around town and. It's, it's really fun, so I'm excited to come through. There is no question about that. How, Mr. Gatto, how, i got to call you that once in a while, too. Oh, now it's Mr. Gatto. Now we're getting formal. We started off with Joey, and now we're Mr. Gatto. Well, you're Mr. Gatto because I'm going to hit you up for money. No, I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> That's all the time we have, guys. Yeah, boy, I'd, love, <laughs> I'd love to schmooze, but i got to go. That's all there is to it. No, it's... How did it all start, Joe? I, what a great idea. The whole idea of Impractical Jokers. How did it start? Yeah, I mean, we were just, uh, we've been friends forever since high school, and then we started our uh, comedy troupe and uh, started pitching around some bad ideas to TV shows, <laughs> found a good one, and then, uh, you know, we were able to think about our version of what it would be to, you know, just put our comedy on TV. It's really just more a show about friendship than anything, you know? There is so no we, question. Uh, we had that and, you know, had a nice run with the, with that whole thing, making America laugh for a while. So it's been a great time. It's been a really great great time watching it, too. And, 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 you know, we do have another thing in common, not particularly in common, because you're working with your high school buddies, and I go visit mine in prison. So that's good. No, well, there you go. <laughs> My, well, I'm not, probably not too far off from those days. We'll <laughs> <laughs> it might be any minute. Really sincerely, you guys thought about this? And uh, Did you think about someday in high school, when we get out of high school, we're going to do? Did you know all the way back then that this is what you wanted to do? No, no, really, comedy was always a side, oh, you know, okay. a side okay. thing for passion. I've had plenty of jobs. I was like, uh, you know, I was everything. I was a consultant for a while. I was a, I worked at Nordstrom as a fashion, uh, New York uh, men's fashion uh, salesman, and then I worked at a baby store for a long time, selling high end baby furniture and gear uh, at a place called Giggle. And then uh, everything was on the side. And then finally, the opportunity came to throw it all in and go for the dream. So we took the shot. You know, one thing I have noticed, too, Joe, and I'm very serious about this. I've, I think I've interviewed just about everybody from the show now. You're all really decent people, you know, for, for, to, to, to go to high school with a bunch of guy, guys and then do a show and blow up. You'd think one guy's a pain in the ass, but you guys, are, there's not one pain in the ass in the whole bunch. Yeah, I think that's what happens when you come up with your friends. You keep each other, you know, grounded, yeah. you know, with somebody who's yep. got a little bit out of control. But we also, it also happened to us later in life. You know, I wasn't 
you know, quote unquote famous till like 34 years old. I'm already, you know, way past all that and a crotchety, you know, old guy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you point, sound though. real crotchety. You know, like you're already formed as a person. You already have your values. So I think it happening it later and us being together and going up through it all together, I think that really helped. Okay, so on December 9th, I go, I'm in Minneapolis. I go to the State Theater. What can I expect? Um, three to five last is guaranteed with the ticket price. Okay, okay, okay. that's good. Yep, for sure. Um, it's my stand-up. You know, I do an hour of stand-up comedy, and I talk about, you know, everything from my life with the show with the guys, you know, my friends, and then, of course, other things about my life, you know, being a father, uh, crazy stories of my kids growing up with a crazy Italian mother, uh, <laughs> because I have so many of those. Like, it's, it's that. It's a really good time. It's been really fun. Been doing it for over a year now, and, and the crowds have been great, and we've just been having a good time coming out and laughing. It's take a lot of work, though, doesn't it? It does, for sure. But yeah, it's worth yep. it, man. It's worth it. No, I can see that. I, I would love to come and see the show. It's coming up December 9th. I will be in town, so I will definitely come to the state. First of all, and as I said, you've been there before, so you know this. Uh, it's a great theater and a great... Gorgeous, yeah. Yeah, great spot. So um, one of these days, uh, you'll have to stop by the studio. I'll uh, come to the show, and I'll, I'll holler out, hey, Joey! So you know it's me. <laughs> Gotcha. Well, I have to drop off the money, right? So I'll come by and see. <laughs> <laughs> hey, nice Italian boy once again. I like that. Joe, come back more often. I love talking to you, pal. I appreciate your time this Thank morning. You. I appreciate you. You guys have a great day. You too, sir. Joe Gatto, ladies and gentlemen, December 9th, Minneapolis State Theater, doing his fall tour stand-up. Uh, i got to be honest with you. I haven't talked to every one of them yet, but most of them. And the guys in that group are very nice people. Um. I didn't know he wasn't on Impractical Jokers anymore. He left like a year ago. Yeah, it's That's, been a while, yeah. Um, I, we had a bunch of listeners write in that said that it's not the same without him. I would agree with that, yeah. yeah. I mean, it's good, but, but it's not the same. You're right. But the good news for everybody is, is they replay every episode every t- <laughs> second always. Yeah. You would have no idea that he's not on the well, show because they have hundreds of episodes very good point. with him on. That's a very good point. I had no idea he was gone. I knew he was gone, but not for a year. I didn't know that either. It, it feels sooner, but I think they uh, had Eric Andre replace him, or at least attempt oh, to. Oh, yeah. Yep. Um, I'm not, yeah, and I think the people that are writing, I, I think Eric Andre is a fantastic comedian, but that it's different setup and like the whole environment is a little bit different because, like you said, Tom, they're high school friends growing up. Huge. You have that camaraderie. They have all these inside jokes. And then you throw not a stranger, but just a different guy in the mix, and it just kind of changes the dynamic a bit. No, I think that's exactly right. There's no question about that. It just, but I will tell you, I've uh, I've never talked to Joe Gatto before, but I've talked to other members uh, of the troupe, and they are really decent guys. They're still in their head, kind of well. We're still just high school buddies. Yeah, one of those kind of deals. Uh, let me know when Mr. Bryant's ready to go, and yeah, we'll just absolutely. move on from there, talk about a little stuff that's in the news, as a matter of fact, this morning. Yeah, I think that would be super fun. I don't know about fun. Some, Fine, I think it'll be terrible, and be I'll hate it. be a disaster because it's Michael Bryant, and it'll fall apart at the seams. Oh, my God, the cops are here. Hey! Can I get a little sugar tit? <laughs> Just a little guy. Oh, he didn't have his headphones on. I gotta say it again. <laughs> I think before, he heard you. Just before you put your headphones I on, I heard little in. guy, and I, I came running. Yeah, but then I said, "Sit down, you sugar tit." <laughs> <laughs> I'm a real tough guy when I got headphones on. You know. <laughs>
Well, introduce yourself. You got to aim the mic at yourself, though. At myself. That'll be, that'll be good. Uh, there, now we're in radio. So what's happening, pal? Oh, same old stuff, Officer Dave. You know. So you're still a cop, though. Yeah. Or you're back being a cop. Back being a cop. Part time. And, and oh, just part time. Just part time. But you could you couldn't give it up completely. Couldn't give it up completely. There's still there's still something in me that says I got something left to give. So no, I agree with that, yep. and that's one thing I love about cops is it is about giving, and I wish people would understand that. That's true. It's not just about me carrying a gun and slapping the piss out of you. <laughs> when, I, like, when I was a young man, that was what I thought it was all about, but not anymore. Well, I think a yeah. lot of people do think that's, yeah. that's the truth. There's no yep. question. Where'd you get the Ford shirt? Oh, I had this a long time. Sprinthal works for Ford now. I know. You know. And it's like, now I can like him again. <laughs> <laughs> that's real nice. <laughs> Doug Sprinthal. I talked to him yesterday. What a great guy he yep. is. God, I hope he's not listening. <laughs> you know he a, is. Called him a great guy. Yeah, he is. He That's is. True. You know he is. He listens to it every day. So we're gonna we're gonna talk to Michael Bryant about uh, some criminal things that have been going on or crimes that have happened or whatever in a couple of seconds. Um, Michael, of course, on the show every Monday anyway. So that's good. Yep. On the family podcast, you're going to stick around for the family podcast. That's, that's why you're that's here. That's why, yeah. That's why you invited me, and so I was like, okay, I'll show up. I think it's great. <laughs> See, I love the fact you came in for an hour of this show too. Well, thank you. Because there's a lot of crossover. Yeah, there is. Yeah, no question about that. But I think he's uh, teeing up Michael as we speak. As a matter of fact, just looking for some other headlines. Uh, not, you know, everything's pretty much all about about the crime that Michael Bryant's going to talk about and about the. Uh, about the big show that somebody, I can't remember her name, but somebody's going to go see Taylor Swift. I don't know tonight. who possibly could be going to see Taylor Swift tonight. <laughs> um, God. I'm not excited at all. I think it's no. stupid. I think she overrated is what I always say about Taylor Swift. Yes, you do. There's no question. Even though I may or may not have named my foster dog Taylor Swift and her seven oh puppies she had God. in my basement, all Swifty <laughs> names. But uh, Michael Bryant's on the phone. Hello. He wasn't looking at you when he gave you the thumbs up. You're out of the mix. Sorry that I'm so talented. Oh, (laughs) pardon me. You're so talented. (laughs) Michael Bryant, Bradshaw and Bryant joining us right now. How you doing, sir? Good. How are you? I just realized, dumbass that I am, that I got home last night. I was so tired. I went to bed last night at 830. I mean, that's real early for me these days. But Mm -hmm. I was just exhausted. So I texted you back, sounds good, about being on today. But for some reason, I never sent it to you. I found out. Yep. It's like, where's Michael Bryant? I, I told him, sounds good. <laughs> That's because yep. you never sent it, you dumbass. Yeah, well, it'll happen. What do you so. Gonna, so what's the latest with you, Pally? Well, you know, we're talking, I've been talking about this latest, these charges with Thompson with that horrible case of the oh, Somali God. women that were killed. Oh, and. You know, it's uh, it, it, it's a very it's a very it, you know it's a more of a publicity case because of his dad. Um, so he's getting looked at in a different way because of that. But oh, it's a horrible case, and is, uh, yeah. you know how he rented a car with as supposedly high he was, um, and what they found for drugs, and uh, you know he tried to flee. So there's so many different parts to this, and 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 you know something I don't I can't think of the last time I saw it. They're looking at federal charges in this case also really? um, with the gun issue. So we got all sorts of stuff going on. And I don't know if people remember from the uh, from the uh, um, uh, from the you know, from the police cases. But if federals get involved, they theoretically can preempt everything. And if they preempt everything, they take over. 
Yeah, no, I mean, this, he's already been, wasn't he released from prison uh, the last time around much earlier than he should have been? He he had a hit and run in California, and they released him, and, you know, and and that's part of the system. I mean, you know, if you're a good prisoner and you're a model prisoner and you you do your job, they, you know, they got full prisons and they let people go. But holy cow now, with what's happening, and then I, I would I don't know if he's still he's if he's still on probation. He's got to be still be in probation because sure. of the time period sure. in in California. Uh, there's there's a lot that's going to happen with this before it's done, and it's 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 tragic. It's it's a horrible thing, and you know it's uh, it's uh, people are upset with the charges. But what's interesting about motor vehicle uh, deaths is that biker groups, motorcycle groups, have for years been trying to get the statute to change because there's a huge gap between the lower penalty and the highest penalty they can give. Mm-hmm. And they've been trying to fill in that middle because the, the problem you get is, you know, a lot of people when they're out on the road, they don't plan to kill somebody. They don't go out there with the intent to kill somebody. Sure. But sure. they kill somebody. They go through a stop sign. They're on their dang cell phones and People are getting back on their cell phones, and I can rant about that for hours. But yeah. um, you're doing something that causes a death, and um, so it should be more than a lower penalty. But, you know, should it in some cases be the highest possible penalty? He's going to get the highest one they can give him without without being, you know, intended. But, you know, we'll see when the blood alcohol comes back, and we'll see, you know, the different parts that happen with this. Fleeing will have a role, and it's just it's a tragedy. Now, he's probably never going to get out of prison, I wouldn't think. No, he's he, with points, he's looking right now at about 78 months is what he's looking at with his points. Um, but it, some will depend on what they do federally, because if, if feds come after him, they may do some more. Yeah. Um, but, you know, it's, 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 you know, clearly this guy's got a drug problem. Um, and, you know, clearly he's got, you know, he's, I mean, to take five lives like that. I mean, the first hit and run in California, he injured somebody, which is horrible. But yeah. to take five lives, it's, it's, uh, it's, it's, it's got to be, you know, a, a horrible thing. And they were, what, at like 18 years old? Yep. They're all kids. Yep, oh, all kids. Uh, Let me say yep. something. And, you know, this might be a good time to point this out because not about this particular case, but it came up earlier this morning, the way, the way people respond to things. And I'll be very open and honest about this because I try to be very honest and open. His father is not my kind of guy. I've never cared for his father. His father went after a couple of friends of mine with no reason whatsoever. I don't like the man, but this morning my heart aches for him. Going through what he's going through as a father has got to be yeah. a bitch, man. Oh, yeah. I mean, your kid going through it and, you know, it's... Uh... And, and and knowing that a little bit of the or a, an extra amount of the publicity is because of you doing what you did and getting the publicity you did and you know right. it's, it's he's adding to it you know it's just it's it's a horrible thing. Yeah, so I mean, please learn a lesson from that. Even though he's not my kind of guy and I don't like him, I can feel really really sorry and sad for him because he's a sure. human being. For Christ, that's just plain empathy right there. That's, that's all, all that it is. is. Yep. That's all it is. I just oh, what a horrible situation. I'd like to be a dad and wake up. Hey, Andy killed five people. I mean, oh what no, the no hell, no. I I never would want to, you know. Nope. Um, you know, uh, yeah, no, I would not want to have that with any, with, well, I, I, I don't, with all the cases we have, you know, death cases is the hardest case, because one thing that's, that's horrible about a death case is it's so unnatural. 
Yeah. You're not supposed to die before your kids are not supposed to die before you. Right. You know, they're supposed right. to bury you. You know, that's what they're supposed to do. That's their job to bury dad. And you're not supposed to ever bury your kids. And that's just a horrible thing. You can't even argue that whole situation. So, I mean, this is not going to be a situation. They're, they're not going to take because it's his second major offense. It's going to they're going to come down on him pretty damn hard federally, I would think. Yeah, I'm. I'm. I'm sure they. I'm. I'm sure. Well, they federally. I've never seen uh, you know a case like this where they've they've gone uh, where they've gone federally like this. You know, um, mm-hmm. so it'll be interesting to see what the feds do and if the feds jump in and take over because they can preempt the case and just take it over completely. And then you know the the the, the underlying thing of all this is I gotta believe people are looking at it to see what the Hennepin County prosecutor does because. Um, you know, there's been big issues with the new prosecutor and, and their choices as far as please go or their choices as far as sentencing goes. So there's got there's a lot of things going on here because we had the attorney general take over a, case, a couple of cases. Right. Now, um, back to his father for one second. Is his father still in office? I don't even know. No, no, no. He lost. So. And, you know, I, and he, he didn't live in the district. And so he had a lot of other issues. Yeah, well, didn't he have, like, a Wisconsin driver's license? Yep. Like, what? Mm-hmm. Yep, yeah, I know. It's it's There was some craziness there that I don't understand. Nah, no question about it, but he just... This kid, by the way, his name is Derek, right? Derek Thompson? Yeah, yep. He's only 27 years old. I know. Jesus. Yeah, he's a kid, too. Yep, he's a kid, too. He is a kid. So, I mean, where do you see this going, Michael, your take on it? Where, well, where's it end I up? would... I would guess that, well, it, the first thing will be what are the feds going to do? That's going to be a big part of this. Um, that'll be the first thing. Second thing will be when we get an actual amount of what he had in his system back from the BCA. Right, that'll right. play a role as far as this, as charges go. And then I would guess they'll work out some sort of deal on this. Um, and, you know, right now on his point system, he's looking at 73, I think it's 73 months. I know it's in the 70s for months. Um, you may see an argument by the prosecutor for an upward departure, which means they argue for more than what's required under the, under the uh, a point system. And, um, and you know, we'll see, we'll see where it goes from there. But they're going to give him more than one year per death, aren't they? Um, we'll see. You know, that'll be it, the point system was set up because of disparities in the way people were charged. They they you know, there were there were certain people that got treated differently because of their color or because of their how much money they had or who their lawyer was. Right. And so it created this system so that the judges are supposed to follow it. And it's it's a it's a good system overall. Minnesota had one of the best systems put together. And so it, it works, but there are cases where people question it, and we'll see if they go for the upward departure and go from there. Very, very sad. I, I, again, I just wish people would understand. Just, I guess, observe and see what happens from, from here. There's nothing you can possibly say about this that should have never happened. Nope. No, and and he's twenty seven years old. You you will never know what the hell he was thinking. And if he was intoxicated, then I guess he wasn't thinking. I don't know that he was, but there's some indications that he was indeed. Is that not correct? Correct. Yeah, and he was found with a a, 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 a lot of drugs, is what as oh, okay. I understand it. And okay. uh, he's and and then we got the gun issue, and we've got him fleeing issue, and so there's a lot going on there. Criminal vic- vehicular. Homicide, probably. Yeah. Uh, yeah, manslaughter. So, um, yeah. but um, yeah. So, 
And then I got one question though. So 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 since Brittany's there, yeah, yeah, Brittany. So it, since you're going to Taylor Swift, is that baby gonna eat, or should we send you some money so you get you know? Uh, so like. I don't know where there she's at with her college funds, so I just keep taking from that. Like, I, I'm going to really push for, you know, some gap years until we can get that back up and going. Gap years. I'm just thankful that she's not old enough to want to go because I took what I was going to spend on her ticket on mine Ooh. and just made it rational. Yeah. So, so since you're taking from the college fund, are you feeding the little little lead paint there or what? Exactly. Yeah. No, we're well. We're gonna paint do. Chips. Yeah, we're gonna do. Uh, uh, paint chips. Man. We're gonna ask the neighbors to watch her for a couple nights to just hopefully jump in on their dinner. But yeah, um, I'm abandoning them. By the way, from mm-hmm. this is like the longest I've ever been away from her. Will be like from 3 p.m. Till 1 a.m. So, you know, like okay. Saturday morning, I'm going to be exhausted, but being like, I'm so sorry I left you for so long. <laughs> you know great about you're, this? You're leading the military pamphlets out for the child. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. exactly. Yeah, some right. MREs. She'll be fine. There you go. Don't worry about a thing. What if you get home tomorrow or you wake up tomorrow and she doesn't want to come back? I, I have... If she, any time that I leave her for a long period of time, I act like I have done her wrong completely. And if she shows any sign, like doesn't come to me right away, Uh-oh. I'm like, I, you I deserve this. Oh. I'm disgusting. It's true. Well, you are disgusting. That is true. There's so that. Maybe I'll try to get her a onesie. Speaking of MREs, do they still have, have matches in them? Uh, yes. Last time that when okay. I was in, they still had them. It was in a little green. Uh, yep. yep, yep. But they don't have cigarettes in them anymore. My dad had my dad had a whole box of those in the garage. And then one time he came in and found out all the matches were gone and all the gum was gone. And somehow he believed me and my brother took those. Really? I can't imagine. Wow, that would never. You? Never. How do you arrive at that? I don't get it. Ew, and that gum is so gross. Like, oh. Like you could do better, Brian. That, Michael mm-hmm. Brian, that's terrible. I was in second grade, so you know it was, it was glorious, you know. But he, but it was the field we set, set fire to in the back of the house that kind of gave him a little clue. Jeez, do it. At least go a block away. Come on. And then you should also have to eat the vegetarian omelet as well if you take those matches as your punishment. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, the lovely and talented Michael Bryant. Say Thank hello, you. Say hello to everybody for me, and I will let's, talk to you on Monday. Let's get that golfing thing going. Yeah, we. I, I, apparently you, the, you and your wife and Catherine are going to go golfing. That would be great. Works for me, Pally. Talk to you later. Thanks a lot, Michael. Bye, Bye. See you, Michael. Michael Bryant, Bradshaw and Bryant, ladies and gentlemen, right back with another Minnesota legend, as it says here on this piece <laughs> of paper. Uh, I mean, obviously, Phil Mackey's going to join us, but also... Minnesota legend Kent Herbeck right after this. This is the Tom Bernard Morning Show. I've been telling you for a couple of months now how happy I am with the MNFatLoss.com program. Really has been easy and effective. I've lost 27 pounds. It just really hadn't been that hard either. I eat great food. I don't feel hungry. I have plenty of energy and enjoy this fantastic spring weather we're having. And I'm going into summer looking and feeling great. Right now, MNFatLoss.com is offering an exciting summer special, $200 off now through July 30th. But really, don't wait until the whole summer goes by to get this program started. Go to MNFatLoss.com for details on this special offer. 
If you want to find out the secret to losing 20 to 30 pounds in just eight weeks, just like I'm doing, and save $200 on the program, schedule your free consultation, save $200, go to mnfatloss.com. That's mnfatloss.com. Of course, results may vary, and always be sure to tell the team at mnfatloss.com that Tom Bernard sent you. The new Tom Bernard Morning Show is proud to have partners like North American Banking Company, Bradshaw and Bryant, MyPillow, and attorney and advertiser Dave Bialke. I've been advertising on Tom Bernard's shows for years. I like Tom, not just because he's a good guy, but because the ads I run on his show bring me new clients that are hurt at work and need legal help. Tommy B works for me. Grow results for your business by partnering with the Tom Bernard Morning Show. Visit TomBernardShow.com, keyword partner. You all have helped build MyPillow into the incredible company it is today. Mike Lindell, the creator of MyPillow, knows this and continues to give back to listeners with deals on his most popular products. You heard me recently speak about the My Slippers, the Giza Sheets, MyPillow 2.0, and more. Mike's latest offer is on his six-piece towel set. This set is made with USA cotton, making it extremely absorbent, yet still providing that soft feel you look for in a towel. The set comes with two bath, two hand towels, and two washcloths, typically retailing for $99.98. For a limited time, you can get this set on clearance for $25 with promo code TOM. That's over 70% in savings. These towels are machine washable, very durable, and come in multiple styles and sizes. To find this offer, just go to MyPillow.com and click on the radio podcast square to get this clearance price of $25 on the towel set. This deal will not last long. Enter promo code TOM for this special and many more. There's plenty of thoughts that come into your head when you think the name Killebrew. Of course, there's the Minnesota baseball legend, Harmon, who was responsible for many a favorite memory at the old Met Stadium in Bloomington and many a baseball that ended up in the stands and in the gloves of adoring fans from his home runs. There's Killebrew Drive, the legendary road that connects Highway 77 to the Mall of America, and a day of shopping you'll never forget. My current thoughts for the name Killebrew is fun floats in our kitchen with my kids and grandkids, a cool, refreshing break in between innings at Target or CHS Field. Or maybe a perfect sunset paired with a sweet, frothy beverage after fishing or on your favorite walleye lake. Killebrew Root Beer and Cream Soda. Grab a six-pack at a grocery or convenience store near you. I'm Tom Bernard. This spring and summer, enjoy the one Killebrew Root Beer and Cream Soda. Gluten and caffeine-free with a generous portion of delicious thrown in. Killebrew, where memories are created and legends are made. This is the Tom Bernard Morning Show Podcast. We're back, 922, now 22 minutes after 9 o'clock. Phil Mackey joining us. How you doing, Phil? Uh, I'm just celebrating the first Twins complete game shutout in uh, about 20 years yesterday. (laughs) (laughs) First time in 20 years, baby. Yeah. Yeah. A.J. Fredrickson wasn't even born the last time it happened. I think Jack Morris, 1991, was the last time it happened, actually. You're you're pulling my tit. It's been five years, legitimately been five years. Five years. Jose Barrios, I think, uh, early April of 2018, took us five years to get another nine-inning complete game shutout. Joe Ryan yesterday, a workhorse. Honest to God, complete game shutout. You don't even hear that anymore, do you? No, it's 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 kind of like what no hitters used to be, right? Yeah, mm. that's right, exactly. Like every every like twice a year you'd see a no hitter, and now twice a year you see a, it's like a wilderness documentary. And there goes the starting pitcher back out for the ninth inning. It's a rare it. thing in Major League Baseball. Yes, <laughs> I had to run down the hall, ladies and gentlemen, uh, quickly and get a like a an injection so I would calm down because every Friday I have to say. 
Minnesota legend Kent Herbeck Sports is brought to you exclusively by Killebrew Old Fashioned Root Beer and Cream Soda at the ballpark up north or on your fridge, right in your fridge, baby. Killebrew Root Beer and Cream Soda. Once again, Minnesota legend Kent Herbeck. What's happening, the Pally? The legend. The legend is here. You know what's so great I'm about this? I'm still celebrating, too. What, what being a legend? <laughs> yeah, I'm celebrating being a legend. <laughs> <laughs> no, <laughs> I'm celebrating the uh, complete game. Well, I'm glad uh, I'm glad Bert uh, Blylevin didn't get water poured on him after the complete game. He'd have drowned a long time ago. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's a possibility, I suppose, but yeah. I don't know. I just I, it, like, it was a nice win, very nice win. Well, I'm glad to see they win two in a row from Boston. They ended up splitting the series with Boston because the games before that uh, were not looking very good. So. The good news they came well. Two things. There's two bits of good news this morning. Twins won six to nothing, and the other good news is I'm sitting next to a guy that's a lot bigger than Ken Herbeck. So you better behave today, Herbeck. All right, I got you. <laughs> yeah. All right, I got. You. Yeah, honestly, five and five on the homestand. That uh, I know it could have been better. They had a ten game homestand, hoping to make right. some hay, and uh, they come out five and five and. Still playing 500, but still in first place. Cleveland breathing down their neck. Uh, one game back, I guess. But uh, yeah, we're going what, into Detroit tonight. Yes, sir. We're not. We're not going. We're not going to go through that thing again like we did last year, where we led right up until like September 1st and then <laughs> fell apart. Uh, I don't know. I haven't asked them. <laughs> That's a good way around that. Yeah, why don't why don't the beat writers ask pointed questions like that? So, uh, yeah, hey yeah. Rocco, uh, you guys gonna melt down in September again? You coward! <laughs> <laughs> it know. might happen if they don't stay healthy. That's for dang sure. Well, I, are, I don't know. They're it just it's it's uh it's like I think I said the last couple of weeks. It's interesting. You watch them play one game and it's unbelievable. They swing the bats well. Yep. They do things well in the field. Uh, but I guess that makes us fans because we like the enjoyment of are they going to play good or are they going to play bad? You know, I was looking at and then I'm, I'm looking at the standings um, last night and uh, here uh, Tampa Bay. You know, they were they were running away with the thing. Look at Baltimore creeping up on those guys. They're only yeah. what four and a half games back or something like that. They, you know, the talk of the town was Tampa. So Tampa's falling back. They're not falling back. Baltimore's playing that well too. So, um, yeah, good good division there. But the Twins are in lucky division right now. But that's uh, that's not their fault that they uh, rose their hand and said, "Hey, let me put us in the central division." They're, they're there. They're also, I think they're only uh, one game back of fifth place in the American League East right now. <laughs> <laughs> right. The neck and neck with, uh, with Bo- the, the window over Boston was important for that purpose. Yeah, it was. Absolutely. <laughs> right. right. It's a... been that way. Hey, it's been that way all the time, right? It's been that way for the last how, how many years? Well, since 91. Well, like the, the, no. the division being the division, mediocre? The division deal, yeah. When, was, when did the division thing start? I don't know when that They're, was, back yeah, in the, the 60s. Back. Yeah, right. That's probably yeah, they've only, the, the last three years in the American League Central, including this year, because there's nobody over 500 right now, the Twins are 500. The last three years collectively, two above 500 teams in the division. That's it? So, 
You got to capitalize. You know, this would be a great. Yeah. This would be a great time to sneak in with about eighty-four wins. Uh, sound familiar? And do a little damage in October and sneak up on people. Right, and that, that, I think that's the kind of team they have, where they get hot swinging the bats. I think they, I think offensively they could go crazy, and then with the the pitching staff, the way they pitch, there's no there's no reason why. But I, you know, we're not even at the All Star break yet, so. Let's not start jumping on the trampoline here and get all excited. <laughs> you have a trampoline? I didn't know that. Trampoline, tam- Tappery's got the whole thing. Yeah. Could you see me jumping on a trampoline? No. I would bring a camera. I'd, I would film it all if I ever got to see that. It'd be wonderful. I know how we can get a couple more subscribers to the new YouTube channel. Right? <laughs> we're going to need a paywall for that. And uh, we're going to need to beef up the trampoline. <laughs> the last time I stepped out of trampoline, the guy says, you know, your feet are only about 18 inches out above the ground. You probably should get off that thing. <laughs> <laughs> now, you got, well, you guys have never met Officer Dave. He's uh, in studio with us now. Uh, how tall and uh, how tall are you again? 6'4". He's 6'4", and uh, so you get... I've never met somebody with shoulders as broad as yours. <laughs> Why are your shoulders so damn broad? Genetics. It's a genetic it's deal? It's genetics, yeah. What, my it, my dad thing? was huge. My dad was huge. Was he Swedish? No, he's Polak Croatian. He's man. a Polak? Oh, yeah. A big Polak? Oh, yeah. I, man, that's something else. My, my, both my paternal grandparents were 100%. One was Polish, the other was Croatian. See, all I ever hear now, and I'm going to hear it when I get home today, I guarantee. So you had... Uh, she had somebody on the show bigger than uh, bigger than Kent. Uh, as you know, Tom, we're Bohemian, so don't be doing that. <laughs> Honestly, got Herbeck and my wife, Bohemian. I'm, I got I'm, two I'm of them. Quarter Bohemian too. Oh, Jesus! There's three. Yeah, I, I taller than me. I don't. I don't claim the Bohemian side so much. Why not? Because it's the Polish man. I got to go with the Polak in me. Yakshimash, 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 Drobsha, Drobsha. Yep, Drobsha. I hear that once in a while, no question about that. So the can the twins uh okay, so they're they're even as Phil just pointed, they're even fifty fifty. They're at five hundred, correct? Yep. Can can they build on this? Do they have a bunch of tough games? I mean got Detroit. Detroit kicked their ass. I was hoping that maybe they wouldn't because Detroit's not very good. Uh Phil, what's gonna happen? Are we gonna get better here? I'm gonna take your question and spin it to a question to Kent. It's a dumb okay. I have a dumb okay. baseball question. Because okay. I think I don't they have to stop striking out so much. Yes. You know, they get, they get, and, and even like these situations where you, you, sometimes you just need to manufacture some runs. So you get a leadoff double. Okay. Now I need someone to hit a ground ball over here, get him over to the third, hit a fly, like make contact and move a guy around. And they're on pace right now, I think, for the most strikeouts in the history of Major League Baseball, which <laughs> I don't think we're, I don't think we're looking to hang that banner at Target Field after the year. So my dumb question to Herbie is, because you didn't strike out a lot in your career, how do you not strike? Like, how do you avoid striking out in these key situations if you're a, a modern day hitter? I, you know what, that's puzzled me since this all started here with this Bomba stuff and this launch angle and all this kind of stuff. Um, you were afraid to come back in the dugout when we played, uh, and it wasn't that long ago. It's getting to be that long ago. If there was a guy on second base and you didn't hit the ball to the right side of the infield to get him over the third, you were afraid to come back in the dugout because you didn't get the guy over the third base. Because not only your teammates, but your manager would be staring at you going, uh, you didn't do your job. 
<laughs> and um, it's gotten it, it, that went out the door. I mean, now the guys just try to swing and knock everybody in, try to hit a two-run homer. That kind of baseball has gone out the door, and I don't know. I've 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 seen it come back a little bit with some other teams. Boston was a prime example. What they I don't know how many hits they had to the opposite field to hit the ball the other way. Very good, and uh, but uh, yeah, I, I you get you get no appreciation for moving a runner over nowadays. I guess I guess it doesn't figure out in your contract, but it definitely figures out what helping you win ball games. Like you said, manufacture some runs. The way the pitching staff is pitched this year. Many a times you get two or three manufactured runs. This team would win a ball, win another ball game. So, yeah, yeah. Get away from the strikeouts. I hate, man. I tell you what. I come back in the dugout. Tommy Bernanski would come back after striking out, walk back into the runway. Boy, he'd clear out because the bats and the helmets and would go flying <laughs> back there. Um, the guys were pissed off when they struck out. If they're uh, if they're as pissed off as we were when we struck out. That that uh, runway must be totally. All the paint must be wore off it down there at Target Field right now. Boy, you just gave me a great memory because uh, nobody was a bigger fan of me than Tom Brunanski. I'll <laughs> tell you that. <laughs> Kent just starts laughing. Yes, Tom, that's true. I forgot. <laughs> I'm actually going to see Bruno tonight. He's actually going through town. I'll keep him away from your house. Is he really in town? God. Uh, He's heading through town. He's actually uh, on his way to Michigan. He was just uh, coming across country. Stopped at Mount Rushmore, apparently, and he's coming through town. We're gonna uh, we're gonna hook up tonight and say hi to my boy Bruno. Well, there's nothing wrong with that. I'll just tell a story. I've told the story six billion times, but there's some a couple of people who haven't heard this one before. But I don't even remember what the hell I did. But I went by the and went to the twins. Uh, Locker room. I didn't go in the locker room. I was standing right by the door, and everybody came out. Every single player gave me a scowl like, you son of a bitch. <laughs> I never want to see you again as long as I live. Here comes Herbeck. Hey, Tommy, how you doing? <laughs> you smart ass. You got me in trouble. It was your fault. That's right. <laughs> he goes, That's right. That's exactly right. Now, you know, Kent, you, as you know, the, the, the Twins, I look, I love the Vikings. You get on the list of... Everybody in town, certainly University of Minnesota, you know, a little hockey, not a big basketball fan, but I've, I have some friends that used to play the sport. But, but And maybe it's because it's summertime that uh, it might be a part of it that I'm a huge baseball fan. And to see my team, you know, they're still in first place, which I really, really like. But but what you guys said earlier, this striking out has got it. Man, God, they strike out a lot. Yeah, it's it's a it's – a- it's no fun to watch. You think they can put the ball up, but I, I just I have no idea what their theory is up there at the plate. You know, just try to get make the ball go someplace. I know that, but uh, yep. I guess my my dad was always my dad told me all the time, and I I've said it a million times myself. Hit the ball someplace hard. So yep, I didn't have to pull it. Didn't have to hit it in the seats. Hit it at the shortstop hard. Hit it at the second baseman hard, which I did enough in my lifetime. I hit a lot of ground balls to second base. Mm-hmm. But uh, hit the ball someplace hard. Uh, yeah, the striking out thing is, is weird. And hopefully they can fix it. Hopefully, you know, maybe they just got something going that's goofy. Who knows? Uh, maybe it's the ivy on the center field wall instead of the trees. I don't know. Yeah, put the trees back in July. 
There you <laughs> go. Put the trees back, baby. Yeah. Let's go. I uh, now I have to ask you a question. This is for Phil and well, it's for everybody actually, but but Phil and Kent. Um, this whole box that they're using now, we're watching at home, and at home it looks like that ball was about a foot inside or outside, and they call it a strike. Is the angle of the camera not good, or what's going on with that box thing? I'm so glad you brought this up. So we we actually talked about this on our Mackie and Judd podcast last week. Mm-hmm. This is not, no, I'm not even that old. I'm like I'm. In my, I'm 38, man. I, I sound like a crusty old ball guy when I complain about. I like, I like the electronic strike zone because it helps you as a viewer. But here's right, my problem. Right. Here's my problem. These hitters, like this happened a couple. I think Gallo got tossed on. He got ejected after arguing. That pitch was a fraction of an inch outside the box, umpire. It's like these are still human being umpires. Right, okay, right. protect the plate. Congratulations! You spit on a strike three that should have been a ball, but you're still out, right? So, like, I, the the, the strike zone is great for fans. At some point, I think it does. It, it, there probably is going to be a challenge system, um, like tennis has had a challenge system for 15 years with their technology. But just because your eye saw that pitch, you got to protect the plate, right, Herbie? Like, if it's close at two strikes, you don't get credit for being right. An hour after the game, I went back and looked at that pitch. It was a ball. Well, you're out still. So. Yep. Right. <laughs> right. Exactly. I think it, I think the boxing, I think we talked about that before. I think it's kind of hurt the game or not hurt the game, but it it shows, I don't know, just too many umpire faults or player faults. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Not, not just the umpire, but uh, you know what? The umpires, some umpires set up different behind the plate. And I don't know the umpires now like I knew the umpires back when you played. Some guys, you know, some guys had a low strike zone. You knew that when you went up to the plate. Some guys had a high strike zone. Some guys gave the pitcher a lot of pitches inside. Some guys gave them a lot of pitches the outside part of the plate or vice versa. You kind of knew the umpires when you were playing. You know, this guy has a high strike zone. Right, He's not going right. to give the pitcher anything yeah. low. So it was kind of it was kind of that way. And... Yeah, I got tossed out a couple times for arguing balls and strikes. No, uh, <laughs> you know, that that happens. But it was consistent. Do you, do you right? remember uh, Herbie? Do you remember Eric Gregg, the umpire? Yes. Yep. There's a great if the audience gets a chance, and anyone here hanging out on the show right now, go to YouTube and type in Eric Gregg game. It's the it's the 1997 National League Championship Series. It's Game Five, and Levon Hernandez is on the mound. And so it's Marlins against the Braves. And there's no box, right? Like, there's it's his strike zone, whatever right. he wants to call right. it. And it is, I mean, it's Leslie Nielsen in uh, Naked Gun, man. Like, he's he's ringing these guys up. The, the, these pitches are two feet outside, curveball halfway to the plate, and he's, ah, you know, he's already ringing them up. But that's how it worked. Like, I'm Eric Gregg. This is my strike zone. Complain all you want, but figure it out, right? That's how. That's kind of how it was. Yeah. I don't know. It sounds like someday it's going to go to this. Because they're they're already doing it down in AAA, right? Apparently they're doing it at aren't they doing it at St. Paul once in a while? Yeah, I think there's they definitely have it in place, and I think there might be a challenge system, but it's yeah, it's coming. Yeah. No, I just. But anyway, it doesn't make you swing and miss, though. No, you're absolutely yeah. right about that. But there was a pitch earlier this week, and I can't remember who was at the plate. From sitting on my couch watching it on TV, it looked to me like the ball because I know it hit the dirt right in front of the batter. Uh, it looked to me like it was way low and way inside. Uh, 
the batter took it for called strike three. And I don't, it, from my angle, with that box, that thing Did didn't it get you off the couch, Tommy? Might have. I might have, <laughs> I might have hit the ceiling just a little bit, you know. Drop a few F-bombs. <laughs> Drop a few F-bombs. Boy, you've known me for what now? About 40 years. Maybe that. Kent knows me really well at this point. <laughs> Son of a... <laughs> what the... Hey, been there, done that. Been there, done that. We all have. But... Is it possible that the angle of the camera and the box was so far off? I just don't see how that was a strike. I don't see how anyway that was a strike. But yeah. I hey, just... sometimes sometimes the umpire gets fooled by a pitch. No, oh, that's know what? what he it doesn't is. know okay. a curveball or a slider's coming, right? Nobody's telling no. him. No, I suppose that is true. They I... get they get they get fooled by a pitch too. I'm not trying to protect the umpires or the players or whatever. I'm just trying to it all out there is, is like I said, the umpire doesn't know as the curveball or fastball, and sometimes they get crossed up themselves. They don't know, you know, if it's going to be a breaking ball or a fastball change up. The, um, the umpires might be better than ever now because, like, these, you've got these pitchers throwing ninety eight with, yeah, you know, two feet of movement, and 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 they're flipping coins on some of these pitches. But like Herbie said earlier, like we now we see that we see the the one percent flaw in high definition more than we ever did before. So it's right. tough. Yeah, I suppose that is a, a huge part of it, isn't it? That it just uh, our giant TVs now, because on a little TV you would have never seen that. But on these giant TVs. <laughs> the giant high def. Yeah, a little yeah. black and white. Yeah, <laughs> no, yeah and, 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 uh, Officer Dave just said giant, high def, the whole deal. So maybe it looks a lot different on your TV than it used to, but I just... And I'm just a huge Twins fan. I don't think they should ever be called out at the plate. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> okay. Is that fair? That's, that's a fan. That's that's fair. I understand that. <laughs> it's a fan thing. And I suppose part of it is the fact that uh, I almost lied. And I said, I almost said baseball was the only game I was good at, but that would have been a lie. It was the only game I was okay at. <laughs> so there you go. Is that a better way to put it? There you go. I'd like you to jump out front, get hit by a pitch on purpose. You know what I'm saying. <laughs> it's like Coach from Cheers back to Nicholas Colasanto. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> he he took a few off the old melon. But... <laughs> <laughs> took a few off the old melon, but other than that, everything is good. So what do you guys see coming up now? Okay, we got that one-game lead now, right? We're one game up, correct, on Cleveland? Right. So what are you guys seeing for the next couple of months? Oh, boy. Um should let Phil go first. I, all the, you know, they play in Detroit. They go down to Atlanta, and then then Baltimore. You got two of the best teams in in uh, their division. Right. They're going to go play. Um, you know what? They got nine game. Is it nine? Ten, nine or ten game road trip here. It's a tough one. Come back, uh, play a homestand, and then their All Star break. So, um, hey, uh, the team's in first place right now. Tough road trip. They come back and they're still in first place when this, is, this road trip's over with. Hey, you got a chip in a chair again. You got a chance. Yeah, Keep yeah. playing the game. Stay yeah. healthy. Um, hopefully, this you know Buxton swinging the bat good the last couple of days. Maybe he's turning things around. Um, I see Maeda's pitching tonight, so uh, he hasn't pitched you know for what a month or something mm-hmm. like that, some yeah. month and a half. Um, get him back in the rotation. Hopefully, he does a great job. Um, boy, I, keep playing the game. Let's get the bats going, and and uh, they could be really good if they get the bats going. Yeah, I think it depends on 
you know, Correa had to this point, he's had one of the worst first halves of his career. So yeah. if, if he can get back to being Carlos Correa, Buxton with the knee, you never really know. But I mean, he hit two 460 foot tanks yesterday. So uh, and then I, I really like Royce Lewis. Yeah, I oh, think yeah. If, oh, yeah. if they can keep him in the lineup on a daily basis, then it's kind of those guys, right? It's Kirloff, Lewis. Not that, I mean, everyone's going to have to chip in, but if if your best young and veteran hitters, the, the four or five guys, can can get hot, then this this they're the best team in the division. They just have to create some separation here. So yeah. right. that's kind there of my take on it. Like TK used to tell us, get in first and improve, improve your position. Ooh, I like that. Figure, figure that out. It worked guess, for me. <laughs> I guess it, it means stretching it out, but yeah. I cannot believe the season's half over already. That's one thing about baseball. It sneaks up on me every year. It's like April, May, wait a minute, the 4th of July is right around the corner. <laughs> season's half over already, for God's sake. <laughs> what is that? I don't, know, I don't get it. Dad it's always said time moves faster as you get older. Oh, it's my age. It's not baseball. No, I didn't say that. It's Tom's fault, not baseball's <laughs> fault. That's what he's saying. No question about it. Maybe you're having more fun, Tom. I am having more fun. flies when you're having fun. There is no doubt about it. But I just, look, the whole idea that, first of all, I love that stadium. I love going there. I've been a huge Twins fan since I was nine years old. And uh, I just, I, I know I get way too emotionally involved. And I suppose, Kent, that, the guys like me are a pain in the ass because they get very emotionally involved in something you're not even involved in. <laughs> <laughs> so that's a problem. Hey, I'm, I hear it from friends. I hear it from buddies. I hear it from people all the time. You know, what's wrong with this? What's wrong with that? Everybody's a fan. You have you have uh, you have people. Uh, that's what makes you a fan. You get upset. It's like watching the Vikings. Hey, what's wrong with them? You know what? This and that. I do the same thing. I do the same thing with the Twins. What's going on? You know. Hopefully they yep. get things squared around and, and uh, keep playing good baseball. You play good baseball, you do things right, you got a chance. All right, boys. Well, we'll talk to you again next Friday. Actually, I will not be here next Friday. I forgot. Yeah. You're gone? We're going into the 4th of July uh, week, so I get one of my oh. few weeks off. Uh, I will be here. Don't be calling me. <laughs> I'll be calling you something, all right. But <laughs> the Tom, SEC uh, enjoy we'll sitting, say. enjoy sitting front row at Taylor Swift tonight uh, yeah. as well. Yeah, uh, Brit, Brit. Oh, Taylor Swift. <laughs> Look at that. Like I said. Yeah. Front little... rows. Who's got front rows? Uh, nobody has front row that we know, but I did get a lot of messages asking Kent if you were going to be at the T Swift concert, and I, I'll be looking for you. All righty. Uh, <laughs> Keep looking. Have fun looking. Be looking. Be looking for a while. You know, what I just... just go to her concert before here in town. Though, took my daughter. You a did. Years ago, did few you? Years ago, you went to the Reputation tour. Then I was there too. All right. All right. Yeah, I was singing. <laughs> that was good. Yeah, all right. Whatever. I didn't what was know. Your favorite, what was your favorite song on that Reputation uh, tour? Yeah, or... Kent. What was it? Uh, you know, I don't, I don't really have a clue. Uh, I, like, I like your country stuff better. I'm sorry. You're a Swifty, though. Well, you, it sounds like you're a Swifty. You can try to fight it, but you're a Swifty. Well, I have a younger daughter, so she was a Swifty. There uh, you have it. All right, boys, we'll talk to you later on. See you guys. Thanks a lot. See you, kids. Have Hi, a good Ken. weekend. You're the best. Phil Mackey Go and twins. Kent Herbert. Go Twins and take the Vikings with you, <laughs> the as they Vikings always say. Timberwolves, yep. Timberwolves, all of them. Thanks, Kent.
All right, guys. Good yep. day, sir. Bye-bye. We got to take a break. Be right back. I should mention this, though. Ken Herbeck Sports on the Tom Bernard Morning Show is presented once again by Killebrew Old Fashioned Root Beer and Cream Soda. Start your next memory at your favorite grocery or convenience store today. Find a store near you at killebrewrootbeer.com. I love that stuff. Well, it's good people anyway. It's all I'm saying. They're very good people. We shall take a break. Be right back. Timmy Lammers will wrap things up with his movie review up next. This is the Tom Bernard Morning Show. You need to know a guy for your auto repairs, legal issues, banking, and more. The same goes for investment advice. You need a guy to help you be successful, someone you can trust who gets results. Well, I got a guy for you, Josh Arnold. Josh gives you straight talk, not sugar-coated advice about your financial situation. Josh has seen it all when it comes to economic and market conditions, and Josh can make sure that your retirement objectives match your investments. Do yourself a favor and call Josh now for a no-obligation, 48-minute evaluation. You've got nothing to lose, and you'll get a different point of view for your investments. Call Josh at 952-925-5608. That is 952-925-5608. You'll be glad that you did. And tell him his, his guy, Tom, sent you. Investment services offered by Josh Arnold Investment Consultant, LLC, a security investment advisor. Past performance is no guarantee of future results. All investments involve risk. All comments and opinions are Josh Arnold's and do not constitute investment advice. Tom Bernard is a paid endorser. This is Bob Sansevier, and I want to tell you about Dave Bialki from Bialki Law. Dave represented my wife, Mary, when she had a significant workplace injury. She was very happy with the job Dave did. If you have a work-related injury and have Dave represent you, I'm betting you'll be happy too. Dave is a down-to-earth guy. He grew up in northern Minnesota, rides a Harley, and worked various jobs doing concrete, electrical, plumbing, roofing, and carpentry work. Dave works for people with work-related injuries. If you work construction, or anywhere for that matter, and you're hurt or even just hurting, you should talk to Dave. Let's face it, our bodies wear out. If your body is worn out from work, if your knees or back or shoulders hurt from things you do at work, do what Mary did. Call Dave and talk to him about it at Bialki Law to set up a free initial conversation consultation. The number to call is 763-571-2410. That's 763-571-2410. Or visit BialkiLaw.com. That's B-I-A-L-K-E Law.com. Guys, I want to let you know about acoustic wave therapy protocol provided by my new sponsor, Twin Cities Premier Health. It's a non-invasive, non-surgical, highly effective science-based procedure that creates an increase in blood flow and helps create new blood vessels by treating the root cause of most erectile dysfunction. Unlike using a pill to create a pharmaceutically induced erection, they treat the root cause of the problem. Age-related erectile dysfunction is most commonly caused by a buildup of plaque in the arteries that supply blood to the erectile tissue. Reach out to Twin Cities Premier Health like I did and right now receive this special offer, a free treatment and a free consultation when you book today. That is valued at $800. 952-395-4346. That's my unique phone number 952-395-4346 for their office or go to TwinCitiesPremierHealth.com and please be sure to tell them that Tom Bernard sent you. This is the Tom Bernard Morning Show Podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, Tim Lammers Movies brought to you by Michael Bryant, Bradshaw and Bryant. Bradshaw and Bryant, personal injury lawyers seeking justice for the injured. Timmy! Hey, good morning. What are you doing? I, I, or you have I a lizard my, on your my shoulder. Pal, my pal back today again. Yeah, yeah. Is that and a lizard? It's a bearded dragon. 
Her name is Jules, and she's wearing a cowboy hat today. Well, I see that cowboy. But would that be would that qualify as a lizard? I, I guess so. I, I guess. guess so. When I, when I can't recall what it's uh, if it's a bearded dragon, I just say lizard. Get the lizard. Bring yeah, the lizard. Most right. I say, bring, right. Bring the lizard. So yeah. So uh, good morning, everybody. Good morning, Officer Dave. I've talked with you on the phone. Yep. I'm seeing you in person. It's good to see you finally. And so when I see you in public, I'm going to automatically come up to you and embarrass you. That's fine. I'm used to that. I embarrass myself <laughs> constantly, so we're you think, all good. Do you think it would be a bad thing for everyone at home when they watch this later on today and realize that Officer Dave's head's about four times bigger than anybody else on the show? <laughs> it's because the camera's too close. <laughs> That's exactly why, too. the screen, it's like mine's half the size of his. <laughs> That camera is a little close to you. There's no question about that. There's no getting around it. Uh, so anyway, yes, good morning again to everybody, Brittany, AJ, and Tommy, Tommy, Tommy. Tommy, Tommy, Tommy. And Officer Dave, yeah. Thank so you, sir. I had a choice. This, well, actually, not. It didn't screen, but that, that Wes Anderson movie. I don't know what you guys feel about Wes Anderson. He's got the weirdest-ass movies yeah. out there. And uh, this one is Asteroid City. And... You know, I thought, let's go with the uh, throwback to the uh, R-rated sex comedy with Jennifer Lawrence instead. Yeah, there you so, go. <laughs> because, you know, honestly, and this is what's really funny, No Hard Feelings is the name of the movie. She was interviewed in Variety this week, and she says, you know what? It is in, it's almost impossible to make an R-rated comedy without offending someone. So what she basically did, and she says this, I, I made something that's going to offend everybody. I like that. I agree. You know? I agree. I mean, screw it. I mean, what are you going to do? You will never, ever, ever please everybody. So she said, all right, I'm going, I'm going all out here. And I will say before I start talking about the movie, she does. This is how much she goes for it here. She does like a full frontal. In this, in wow! This I'm doing one right now. <laughs> For all of our YouTube subscribers, you're welcome. <laughs> yes, there you have it. And, and, and just to tease the listener, I'm holding up a picture of Jennifer Lawrence. No, I'm not. <laughs> no, he's not. No, he's not. He's lying. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, that was shocking to me because you have to remember she is. Uh, an A-list actor. She won an Oscar for Silver Linings Playbook. She's been in a ton of movies and great movies. I mean, she normally is, she basically picks hits. Yeah. I can't think of a movie. Well, there's been a couple duds, but, you know, so she doesn't need to do this to get attention. But, you know, just to kind of throw a little uh, cold water on the deal, the full nude scene she does is at night. So she's a little obscured, but... Again, I was shocked to see that she was doing this in this uh, comedy. Uh, again, no hard feelings. It's about uh, this woman. She lives in Montauk, New York, which I understand is a pretty swanky area. Um, and But she's a townie. She's lived there her whole life. She's struggling to make um, uh, income to, or property tax payments on the home that she inherited from her mother. Uh, she got her car impounded. Officer Dave, you got to look into that. Get that back. <laughs> yeah, there you go. And uh, and uh, yeah, and uh, so she drives Uber. She works at a bar. She needs a car to not only do Uber but to uh, work at the bar, make money to make these payments. So she takes up this offer from this pair of helicopter parents. There's this 19-year-old kid. He really is sheltered. He doesn't want to come out of his shell, and you learn why. 
Um, but he's going to Princeton uh, for college, and the mom and dad want him to experience life and to so he can cope at Princeton. So they said, okay, we will hire you to date, quote unquote, date our son, which is basically get intimate. I mean, they basically say, you got to, you know, do the dirty with my son. Oh, I like he gives this one. Yeah. Really? <laughs> That's the Billy Crystal thing. <laughs> it right is there. A, that is a Billy Crystal thing. You're right. And uh, so, yeah, so she does this and things kind of go south because it's a lot more difficult to get this kid interested than she thought it would be because she's 32 and he's 19. So you got a, a re really raunchy throwback to these R-rated comedies. I don't know when the heyday was really, maybe the 70s, maybe the 80s. But it's to the point now where we've all been conditioned so much that things like all of a sudden Jennifer Lawrence doing a nude scene are shocking to us. And some of the dialogue is shocking to us because Hollywood simply doesn't go there anymore. I mean, isn't that weird that it really does take um, a sort of, uh, you know, somebody ballsy like Jennifer Lawrence to do this to remind you that, boy, Hollywood has really become wimpy, haven't yeah, they? No doubt about well, it. Well, yeah. Think about how American Pie came out and Stifler's mom had sex yeah. with an 18-year-old and we didn't bat an eye at it. And that oh, wasn't that yeah. long ago. Right. Yeah. And, you know, again, look, they're consenting adults, okay? She's 32, he's 19. Uh, if they were each 10 years older, again, yeah, nobody would say anything. But yeah. even so, I mean, you know, in this day and age in which we live, I mean, it does kind of give you this uncomfortable feeling. So that was weird for me. Uh -huh. um, as to, you know, Jennifer Lawrence saying... Well, everybody will be offended. No, I didn't get offended. I was shocked, certainly. Yeah. I mean, and again, maybe shocked because they're willing to go places that, quite honestly, Hollywood has pulled back from. So, in a way, it's refreshing. Now, the problem is only half the jokes land. Okay. Oh. So, it's, a, it's an okay movie thematically, you know, and the jokes and all that stuff. It's a 6.5 out of 10 on a Lamometer. But... Again, I have to give uh, major credit to Jennifer Lawrence for going there. And, she, you know, this is her first comedy role as a lead. She might have done other comedies, but mostly she's done drama. So, yeah, she's taking a big risk with her career, and I like that. I like the fact that we have people that are willing to do it instead of settling into the same old, same old roles. So, yeah, I mean, I think people are going to see this. The critics naturally aren't going to like it. They're going to go boo-hooing with all their, oh, this is politically incorrect, this, that, and the other thing. It's like, you know, it's, it's a damn movie. Yeah. Right. Just, just <laughs> right. go and enjoy and have fun. So, yeah, I, I, I guess, you know, I've been talking with different people about it. And, you know, Sanny, for example, and he says, yeah, I'll probably wait till streaming. Yeah, I don't think it's that sort of blockbuster thing. you got to run out and see. But, again, if you want to be refreshed and you want to feel like you're watching a comedy from the 80s or 70s or whatever – a romantic sex comedy, a teen sex comedy or whatever the hell they were called, then this movie is for you, I guess. I like, uh oh, there's somebody's reaching for. Oh, good. I was, he was Man, holding he on for dear life. I was so, <laughs> I was all, I was worried about. Yeah, I'm so used to it now. You know, I'm working and just he'll just like now. It's like, I'm just going to put that on his shoulder. See how he reacts. <laughs> I love your son. He's so lovely. He's so, yeah. yeah. Lovely. Lovely. Yeah, uh, Quinn, uh, Brittany thinks you're lovely. Quinn, you are cool. I just love that he, he uses 
he makes sure his dad is ready to go with his bearded dragon on his shoulder. So at first, when we got the lizard or the bearded dragon, whenever now here he goes. Oh, he got a jacket. The lizard's back. He outfit. He, he has an outfit on. He had an outfit change. Oh, well, he oh, did an outfit. A whole bunch of outfits for Jules. <laughs> but when he does, it he generally. Oh it, God. Uh, it used to shock me. Yeah. Now it doesn't even like you said. I didn't even move. No effect. No effect at all. Just because he's got claws. And he kind of just grabs onto you. At first, I thought, you're going to fall. You're going to fall. No, no. Lizards have claws. They just claw into you. So, sure. Oh, that's going to be comfortable. I love yeah. Quinn, the uh, bearded dragon terrorist. That you, Quinn's just putting bearded dragons on people left and right in your house. Yeah. Well, Quinn's an animal lover, Brittany. He actually works at an animal shelter. So. Oh! That's Whoa. amazing. You Your kindred spirits, yes. both of you. I would be lucky to raise a kiddo who's that passionate about animals. Oh, so all my cool. kids love animals. Yeah, yeah. And that's probably because of me and both my wife and I love animals, and uh, which explains why our house is like, it is like a zoo in here with yes. our dog. Winter <laughs> is coming, happen. as some would say. Winter, winter, <laughs> yes, yes. So quickly, I, I have to mention The Idol with Lily Rose Depp and The Weeknd, who doesn't Ugh. know how to spell his name correctly. Yeah, he doesn't. <laughs> Disgusting show. No I'd like vowel. to buy a vowel, oh, really? sir. Yeah, exactly. People are just not, they are not having this show at all. What is I haven't heard one good review from it. It's um, basically Johnny Depp's daughter, uh, Lily Rose Depp, plays uh, a Britney Spears pop singer. Mm -hmm. And uh, she's in need of a hit. She had a breakdown after her mother died. So she's trying to get her life back on track. And as you can see, Jules is crawling on me. I did see that. And, yes. uh, <laughs> and uh, this guy sees that she's vulnerable. He's a club owner played by The Weeknd. And he takes advantage of her like there's no tomorrow. And he degrades her. And it's just, it's so disgusting. It's so gross. He is so slimy. Yeah. And, uh, you know, like working it's like. Working with Britney. Exactly. Yeah. The time <laughs> yeah. you missed the name well, of it, but it's the idol on uh, Max. The, the idol. Yeah. It's okay. on Max. Avoid it. I usually yeah, no try way. to give a show a chance after three episodes. Screw this. This is disgusting stuff. We're and I'm talking about damaging careers. I, I don't know about Lily Rose Depp because she's the victim, but this sleazy character that The Weeknd plays, yeah. and I don't listen. I couldn't tell you a song of his, yeah. but I know no. the young kids like him. This might damage his career. Yeah, and I, I mean, heard he's it is terrible. So degrading, disgusting. It just makes you want to makes you want to vomit. Timmy, another brilliant report. I thought. Yeah, and I'm sorry if I checked in a little late. I was looking for an email from Rudy, and actually Brittany sent it this morning. So sorry for the late hey, panic there, Brittany. I called no. you, and I... You're she was fine. freaking out. I was not. Tim, we'll take you at any time. You're the best. <laughs> Tell Quinn hi. I certainly will. And Officer Dave, good to see you, man. I hope to talk with you again soon. Yes, sir, Tim. Have a good one. All right, Timmy. All right, we'll everybody. See have a terrific weekend. See you tomorrow, pal. Oh, okay. Terrific. We'll see you, Tommy. Thanks. Tim Lammers, ladies and gentlemen, brought to you by Michael Bryant, Bradshaw and Bryant, personal injury attorneys seeking justice for the injured as baby girl graduated. So we're going to go over to the house and oh, hang out. Oh, fun. It should be good. I'm, I'm not going to get out of the car. She's going to have to come out. And, <laughs> yeah. Just a drive-by. It'll just be drive by. you roll the window down just like a half inch. Exactly. Congratulations, you. You has a check. Well, hell of a job. AJ, thanks for coming. Here's a What's check. that accent? Yeah, it's a really good accent. So listen, let I was me, talking to them. Let me go home and get ready for Taylor Swift. Oh, oh Jesus. We go. We're done. Goodbye. Got it. Got it. Actually, no, but... Let me go home and get ready for Taylor Swift. My baby's there.